ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. So today we are recapping season two, episode eight, The Popular Vote. And the original air date for the episode was October 14th, 2008. Um, the IMDb summary is Rusty and Cappy attend a speed dating event and both end up with dates. Casey and Ashley try to uncover some dirt on Franny as candidates for ZBZ presidency quickly resort to smear campaigns. The episode was directed by Melanie Marin and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Matt Whitney. Really quick, I think that this, did this air right before the 2008 election? It must have. Yeah, that yeah, would have been like, like two weeks. Would have. Yeah. Ooh, And our episode will be coming out, you guys, on the midterm election day. <laughs> uh, okay, Cosmic. Yeah, oh so you guys get out there, do your civic duty, vote. Yes. You know, I voted early. Just there you go. Like, so everybody knows. And if you have a mail-in ballot, you can send it in on the day of election or drop it off at your local polling place and it will still count. Ba-boom. Yes. This is a pro-voting podcast. Yes. It's very important to make your voice heard. Thank you for the reminder. It's such a good reminder, especially since this is coming out on election day. Such an exciting day. So different election, but the ZBZ election is also approaching at the start of this episode. And we're basically at like campaign headquarters, <laughs> if you want to call it that for Casey. It's basically like they're running, like looking at who's voting where they've got a graph up of all the girls and where they're voting or where they're predicting they'll vote. And they announce that half the house is still undecided But basically, Rebecca is the, what do they call it? The super... Super delegate. Super (laughs) delegate. She's the super delegate because the pledges will basically back whoever Rebecca will vote for. And Casey, at this point too, they still need to be nominated. So Rebecca wants, sorry, Casey wants Rebecca to nominate her for president. Mm -hmm. And... Betsy's like working for Casey as well. She's fielding phone calls and they talk about how Rebecca is like a pistachio that you can't crack the, the shell without an opening to crack. Yes. Which is kind of true. It's a very interesting um, analogy, but Betsy, Ashley and Casey are like, I hate those kind. And then Betsy's like me too. And they kind of just glare at her. They're like, go back to work, Betsy. Betsy's working hard, too. Yeah, I almost didn't recognize her. She kind of has, like, a new look in this episode. She's fresh-faced. Yeah, maybe I just, maybe I just, like, didn't really remember what she looked like. Um, It could also be me. But at that point, too, all the girls get this call from Franny, but they don't realize it's, like, it starts with, like, one, like, Casey's getting a call on her razor, then Ashley's getting a call, (laughs) then Betsy's getting a call, And it's basically a voicemail from Franny, um, basically like explaining that she's the better choice because Casey has Lizzie on speed dial. And do the girls really want that as their next president? 
Yeah, it's like a full-on robocall, like an election robocall. Now I guess those are just the texts. Like I always get those texts that are like, hey, blank, because they don't have my name. (laughs) Please vote for like whatever candidate. Yeah, I've been getting so many of those from Colorado, even though I'm no longer a resident there. I just still get like 17 of those a day. I get them from every state, like across the United States of America. I don't know why they're so confused. Sometimes they call me Michael. Sometimes they call me Brandy. Oh my God. Sometimes it's just blank. I know. Should I be concerned that my identity is stolen? I think it's my phone number. I always get calls that people think I'm like a different person on my phone. So I feel like someone needs to have my phone number. Interesting. Have you had your phone number a long time? I got it in like middle school or like high school. So like later, I think high school. Interesting. Like I changed my number. So I think that that was possibly it. Interesting. Maybe announce your number on the pod. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a really good idea, right? Yeah, wait, could you say it really quick? <laughs> could you just actually say it in case anyone listening wants to like do a little bit of research? I just want to um, make sure I have the right number in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Oh my God. I love that. Also, Christy Carlson. Christy Carlson. Carlson. Yeah, she has a podcast. It's a competing podcast for sure. I know it's the same genre. Definitely. Great recap. <laughs> Honestly, maybe she would come on our podcast. I think she would. I'd have her. Yeah. That scene ends with the robocall. It's spooky as hell because how did she do that? We really don't know. That is high tech. (laughs) She's a mastermind and now you're mine. She really is. I think we we know someone who has an in with um, media conglomerates and technology. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Mr. Chambers. Mr. Chambers had something to do with it. Then we're at Capitao and Cappy's playing video games. Rusty's moping. Oh, and this is so funny. I don't know if y'all got this reference, but Cappy goes, is it a rainy day or a Monday? They both get me down. Do you know that song? Rainy days and Monday is always getting me down. I'm familiar. <laughs> I loved that song. It's Carol, Karen Carpenter. I was a big carpenter head when I was little. Oh my God. So am I. I love their Christmas one. Merry Christmas, darling. I love them. We'll have to look. We'll have to. They're have nostalgic. Yeah. Their Christmas album is so good, but I love that Cappy's also a fan. And so Rusty says that he's been reading his journal slash diary and Cappy kind of teases him about having one in general. Um, But he's basically saying that he's only dated one girl this whole year and that's kind of bringing him down. Like, what are the, what are you measuring against? I know. And also like dating one person in a school year is like pretty normal. Yeah, it's like eight months. Yeah. And because he's he's basically saying that Jen K was the only girl he dated. And then Cappy reminds him of Crab's girl, aka Tina. Oh my God. But Rusty It really like, circled back to the crabs. Yeah. So we're we're constantly reminded about crabs and Rusty getting them from Tina. But Rusty is just saying that he wants someone to get excited about again. And Cappy's like, you know, we can both get a back out there we could do like a date dash with the tripies who he says aren't um ifs but whens yeah oh <gasps> as much as we love him he does say some pretty vile things wait did you guys watch that tiktok that i sent you today with the sound 
That's like, yeah. you're not supposed to be saying this. You're not supposed to be saying this. And the caption was watching like 2000s era TV with 2000s era social norms. Oh my God. Yeah. It's the whole show. You're not supposed really to is. say that. Also, this got me thinking like, imagine Rusty on a dating app. <gasps> Bone chilling. Oh I, my God. Like the next Halloween episode, honestly. Like, that's so oh. scary. Oh. Plenty you know what we should fish. do though? I just had an idea. Oh my gosh, plenty of fish. I just have an idea. We should do like a his hinge profile on yes. Instagram. Yes. I oh my god, a work. series of all of them. Yeah. That oh my gosh, that would be really fun. Okay. Yeah. Done. <laughs> and we should start asking the guests that when they interview. Like, I'm not sure if I mean I'm not sure if any of them used Hinge or the dating app. So we could just give them a quick question. Like, what do you think their dating app profile would yeah, say? Yeah, we can collab on that with them <laughs> so rusty says that at 4 p.m there's like this speed dating event at dobbler's and- no he doesn't even tell him it's speed dating he just says meet me at 4 p.m at dobbler's so like cappy thinks oh, they're gonna right. go and like pick up chicks yeah like go to a party or something yeah brianna and alana <laughs> yeah they just they're, they're constantly there girls. yeah so um yeah at that point cappy doesn't know where they're going but he thinks it's going to be a good time. Just wait. And then we cut to Michael and Calvin. So Michael's really into this Patti Lapone like concert movie. She's about to sing Anything Goes. And Calvin's like, is he reading or is he on his computer? I can't remember. I think he's studying or something. Yeah, I think he's studying, but he's not only is he acting like disinterested, but he's act. he's like very like anti the Patti Lapone video yeah like lean in Patty LePone's awesome I saw her in um war makeup oh you did oh I wanted to see that I remember when that was on Broadway yeah it was great um yeah she's incredible and it's also just kind of sad because like war paint I'm sorry war paint (laughs) yeah oh yeah war paint I was like oh I I remember I remember that being it's about makeup yeah paint it was her and Christine Ebersol Mm-hmm. yeah so calvin oh apparently calvin owes him this because you know michael agreed to watch the ducks game and which is also like kind of true like he did sit and watch the game with you you could at least watch this thing that he's interested in but michael thought it was the mighty ducks <laughs> and he says that he's um what does he say he's what is that family of actors that are estevez emilio estevez he's he's a he's part of the emilio estevez hive <laughs> yes that's what oh he God. says he's like an estevez completist or something yeah yeah <laughs> and calvin's just acting kind of cold and he's like you know i should go it's kind of extreme yeah and michael definitely knows he's like oh, no i mean we can watch something else and he's like no i'm off yeah it's the vibes are off right away yeah it's giving um losing appetite (laughs) yeah he's losing his appetite and also it's like he yeah it's just I don't know it's it's definitely weird and then we're back at ZBZ Casey's asking Rebecca they're kind of like walking down the stairs and she's like oh like Rebecca you look nice where are you off to class and she's like no skydiving this is my uniform and she's like clearly just dressed for class Rebecca is like really on fire in this episode I mean really every episode she's great yeah but Rebecca is basically telling Casey Casey's kind of trying to like you know 
weasel in and try to get an idea of who she's going to vote for or nominate. And Rebecca's basically saying, like, to protect democracy, she's not going to be giving up that information. But then Casey's like, well, you only have a vote because I stood up for you with Tegan. And then she goes like, well, I'll consider that on election day. Franny appears and like is like, Rebecca, it's almost time for our many petty appointments. And... Oh, also at this point too, Casey's even willing to potentially give up her and Ashley's room for Rebecca. Well, because she's like, well, if we win, if I win, me and Ashley will move into the presidential suite. Mm. And then she says like, you know, you could have our room. And Rebecca says something like, well, I would want it for myself. And Casey makes it known that they could maybe make that work. Yeah, yeah they could take a look at the floor plans because she goes... Uh, Casey goes, no, it's a double. And she goes, well, yeah, if you remove one bed, then it becomes a single. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Rebecca at this point, like, says she's going to nominate her at, that night. Yeah. When yeah. Franny comes up, then she, like, brushes her away. She says her nails look great already. Yeah. yeah. Also, who's living in the presidential suite now? Yeah. I know. I, I just know. thought about that. It's just empty. You think Franny's back in there? Well, her closet was huge. Did yeah. you guys see that later? It, it was, was like, like a walk-in. Walk-in and she was in a single, I think. Maybe that so was she it. might be. It would kind of make sense. I mean, it would be annoying, but it would kind of make sense if she was. Yeah, because you wouldn't have shifted all around. Like yeah. we said, this is still the same year, even at the beginning of the episode, when we point out last semester, Franny was removed from office, and Ashley says, that was just last semester. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it's been like a year and a half since those episodes have aired. Yeah. Yeah, I love how they're, like, joking about that, because it does feel so long ago. Yeah. So then we see Cappy and Rusty at Doppler's. They've just arrived. There's a bunch of people in line, and uh, Rusty's, like, in a... He's in, what like, basically what I wore to my eighth grade graduation or continuation ceremony, like, a button-down... Yeah, to like what you would wear to like a middle school band recital, right? Yeah. You were playing in it. Yeah, and Cappy's like, wait, I don't want to do this. Like, we could just go to a party because he also finds out that they have to pay. And Rusty's like, don't worry, like, I'll cover for you. And um, the, the woman working there, she's a bit older. Like, it looks like she maybe just works at the school. She's definitely not a student. And she's explaining the rules. You like get to chat I think it's for like two minutes or something maybe even less and then you yeah. kind of like select who you know if there's a match they'll give you mutual matches you get each other's contact info yeah I've never done anything like this so it was kind of like I've seen it it's, it's something I've only seen in movies or on tv have y'all ever speed dated no but I have friends who have it doesn't sound terribly enjoyable no also the idea that like Cappy's barrier to entry was paying $10. Like, wow, what a date this man would take you on. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And they're asking, okay, so they're still in line. Cappy also starts flirting with the woman who is like basically organizing it. And she, I thought she flipped him off for a second, but then I realized she's holding up her ring finger. Because mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, I didn't realize they could do like the middle finger on ABC Family. And then I was like, oh, no, it's like the ring finger just looks like the middle finger. And Two points across. Yeah. So she's like, basically, fuck you. And also I'm married. And then we see Rusty and Cappy asking questions. Rusty's asking, you know, questions like, what's your major? Cappy's like asking, what's your favorite sex position? 
Rusty isn't even asking what's your major. He's telling, I'm a polymer scientist. It's actually way more interesting. He's only talking about himself. Oh, you're yeah. right. And then he goes like, I wonder, he's like, oh, what is that? Mm, I'm not sure we're going to have enough time for that. Like, yeah. as if it's too difficult to explain quickly. Did you guys catch the part where he's like, yes, I'm in a frat, but we call it a fraternity. Would you call your country a, and then they cut oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awful. Oh my God. I, I feel like I've been on, I've been on dates with guys who have that rusty like I'm sure you have too it's just where they're they're trying to make it seem like they're asking questions but it's more so just them prompting you to ask more questions about themselves oh my god I've been on dates where like I don't even they're not even waiting to be prompted it's a monologue (laughs) they're going for it I I mean borderline soliloquy truly they wouldn't realize if I just slipped off the bar stool and into the night where you just throw in like, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Cool. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good one. Nice. Okay, nice. <laughs> and then like five hours later, they'll be like, wait, where did you grow up? <laughs> yeah. And, and then like you did mention that you had a sibling. And then like two hours later, they're like, oh, wait, do you have siblings? Yeah. Right. Uh, those are always the dates that definitely want to see you again yeah they're always like I had a really great time tonight like I feel like we really connected yeah Yeah, they always really connect to themselves the rusties they like learn more about themselves like through just like talking at you about themselves sometimes it's like less of an emotional burden though when you're being the entertainer it's yeah. like, oh my God, I thought I was going to have the night off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So that kind of is the end of that scene. We don't really know the results quite yet, but we'll find out in a little bit. And then we're at the Omega Chi house or potentially the library. Couldn't tell. I think it's the Omega Chi's like common room. Yeah, it looks kind of fancy. And Franny's using Evan's fingers to wrap these chocolate boxes, which presumably she's giving to all the girls. Mm-hmm. And because... Franny's basically complaining or kind of, you know, saying her tactics aren't working to help win over Rebecca. So he's like, maybe instead of telling her what she wants to hear, like try telling them what they don't want to hear. It's like truly such unhinged advice. Mm -hmm. You just see, she, Franny does one of her famous looks where she like has an idea and then you can tell like evil is just like stirring in her mind. Cause she's also like, getting sick of Rebecca at this point she's like annoyed and she's like what how do you bribe somebody who has a private jet I'm done with these antics yeah the manic the Manny petties weren't going to work Mm -mm. so then we're outside and Casey and Max oh this is also something to note um actually I'll mention it in just a little bit but Casey and Max run into Rusty and Cappy and Casey's handing out buttons for her campaign but Cappy's wearing a shirt that says Jamaica me horny, which is just like moment of silence. I didn't even catch that. I thought it was just a shirt like for Jamaica, like visit Jamaica. I didn't read it. No. Yeah. That's what it said. <laughs> Casey goes, nice shirt. And then Max is like, yeah. Like, have you been to Jamaica? And he's like, Max? Yeah. They're making him stupider every episode, I swear. I know. They're giving him the accelerated um, Joey from Friends treatment. (laughs) The brother from um, 
Boy Meets from World. Boy Meets World. Yeah. The act, I can tell the actor is doing a good job because I can imagine the directors telling him like, you need to like, like you're too cool. You need to play it up more that you're like this like science guy. Cause I feel like he's, he does give off a really cool kind of energy. Like I feel like that actor is a person cause he's an attractive guy, but I feel like he's yeah. almost playing up the nerdy kind of awkward side that it feels a bit like, I don't even know, wild. It just feels like very out of place. Yeah, it's just like very naive. Very innocent. Yeah, very childlike. The icks keep rolling in, honestly. On all sides. Yeah. This Making is- me horny. Give <laughs> bad uh, news instead of good news, ick. <laughs> yeah, and Rusty's like, we were just speed dating. Casey's like, oh, speed dating. And... So Rusty runs down the numbers of their results and Rusty got, was it two out of four and Cappy got eight out of 16 or something? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So Max, you know, such a smart guy worked for NASA points out that they got the same ratio. Also, um, Cappy is clearly annoyed that Rusty is bringing up that he was speed dating in front of Casey yeah. Because I think he thinks it makes him look like he can't get a date and, you know, it makes, which, yeah, I mean, it is true. Uh, Rusty's right. He only dated Rebecca this year. He's only dated one girl. So, yeah, Max points out that stat, which I think annoys uh, Cappy even further. And Cap- I think Cappy even, like, tries to argue it a little bit. He's like, well, I got eight. I'm going on eight dates. That's He's a like, lot more than eight. two. Yeah. <laughs> which I mean true they're both right yeah they're both right and both wrong at the same time you know Mm -hmm. and Casey gives Rusty these buttons she's like you know please pass these out and like good luck with the dating and then uh he's like well good luck with winning and then Max says something about like keeping the odds up like for their their stats it's kind of an awkward ending yeah and as he walks away, Cappy says, what a douche. Yeah, yeah that- what a douche. His favorite insult. <laughs> and then we're at ZBZ. It's looking like it's like chapter or something. Oh, no, it's a nomination meeting. So mm-hmm. Casey's giving a speech and she's kind of starting to go down like a little bit of a campaign trail for herself. And then Franny chimes in and is like, no campaigning during the speech. And so there, Casey's basically asking for nominations and Rebecca raises her hand and she nominates Franny but Casey is so shocked that she she thinks Rebecca said her own name Mm -hmm. yeah she's like doesn't even listen to what she says she says okay she nominated me and then she's like actually I said Franny and it's yeah it's so awkward and then she calls on another sister another one of the pledges and she was like I was gonna nominate Franny too so then <laughs> Ashley has to nominate Casey and it's really tense and like cringe 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 yeah because she's like does anyone else want to nominate someone anyone and then Ashley finally gets the hint that it's like okay I have to do it mm. kind of like having your cousin take you to prom Ooh. Kind of like going to the Boy Scout Jamboree instead of prom. Yeah. Or getting rejected by everyone and then lying about why you didn't go to prom. It's so uncomfortable when she thinks it's her. There's something so chilling about that because you can, she's just so convinced that she was going to nominate her. It it does feel a little out of character for her. Yeah. 
But she's spiraling this whole episode. Like, this campaign is clearly bringing out a very dark side of her. So I feel like it emphasizes that. You're right. She's probably not sleeping. No, yeah. She looks kind of, like, unkempt. Well, not unkempt, but, like, there's, like, a fire behind her eyes. She's anxious, for sure. Rebecca, so the meeting ends, and Rebecca approaches Casey and explains that she nominated Franny because... She says that Casey and Cappy hooked up during spring break. And Casey's kind of like, well, what do you mean by hook up? She said, Rebecca says, you guys had sex. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Casey says, I did not have sex with that man. <laughs> yeah. Full Bill. Full Clinton. Full Bill. But she doesn't say, I just kissed him. She just says that and like leaves it at that. And, and Rebecca kind of like storms off. Yeah, she Casey does tell the truth here. It's just not enough to convince Rebecca. It's like, it's a gray area. So Cappy is in his same position as he was when he was playing video games. But this time he's watching cartoons. And Rusty walks in and he's talking about his date that he just got back from. And I guess she had eight piercings below the neck, which she told him about. And he's still talking about Jen K. He's telling Cappy, oh, she was so perfect, minus the whole article thing. And Cappy's like, you got to get a grip, dude. I've already been on three dates in one day. Um, And Rusty's like, I'm not just looking for meaningless sex. And Cappy says, it's not meaningless to me. He's kind of like pulling an Evan here. He's like, uh, college is all about hookups. Yeah, it is similar. And because I think, doesn't Cappy say that even one of the girls he went on a date with that day was like, he like hung out with her, then he hung out with two other girls, then he hung out with that girl again. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Rusty's being preachy here. Rusty just like, I mean, he actually kind of wins me over later when he does some for once some self-evaluating, but he's just really like idealizing Jen K, which I think everyone has been guilty of, like, you know, thinking about someone from the past in a much more like nostalgic and like better light. So he's definitely doing that. But to say she was perfect minus the article thing, the article thing is a very big thing. So then we go to this scene and it's Evan and Calvin playing basketball and Calvin keeps like throwing the ball really hard at Evan and Evan's like, that's like the third time you've tried to throw that through me. And Calvin's just like very tense and he finally says, I cheated on Michael because of you and because you made it seem like everybody was doing it. Please. Evan was like, "Uh, I made you cheat on your boyfriend. And then Calvin kind of admits, he's like, yeah, I'm pissed at myself. Like, I'm pissed that I did it. And I'm pissed that I'm keeping it from my goal. So he blames Evan in the beginning, but he does quickly backtrack. And then he says that, like, him and Michael are just very different. And he doesn't know what he wants. And Calvin says he should tell, or Evan tells Calvin to tell Michael. Because in his experience, if you don't tell them and they find out, then the decision's made for you. I don't think Calvin would have done that without the idea planted in his head. Like, I just don't think that was something, like an ability he possessed until he heard it from Evan. But obviously, like, he made his own choices. 
Yeah. Yeah. He was vulnerable to it, but it, it, I don't know. I kind of feel like it was only a matter of time. Like, I feel like had it not been Evan who said that he would have heard it somewhere else or would have been tempted elsewhere. You think he was destined to cheat on Michael? I think so. Because I think he is kind of look, I think he's still trying to find himself. And in that is like looking for a way to find a confidence to tell Michael what he needs, which is probably just to not be in that relationship. Right like can't communicate that so he's like let me just hurt him or do something that will like make make it easier yeah make it easier so Casey confronts Franny who's eating sorbet and she tells her you know like why did you spread that rumor and Franny says it doesn't matter if it was a lie if the majority of people in the house believe it and that's when, like, Franny walks out, Ashley walks in and tells Casey that the rumor has escalated to her carrying Cappy's love child. Ashley asks if she told Rebecca that they kissed. And Casey says that she didn't because, like, Rebecca, Rebecca will think that's worse or, like, won't, won't believe that it was just a kiss. And, and the damage is done. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. And Ashley is like, you got to tell her. Like, at this point, you have to tell her what really happened. And instead, Casey's like, I'm going to find dirt on Franny. Find dirt, add water, and sling the mud right back. Ooh, I love that. And she goes and gets the flashlight, like, for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I guess that she does use it, but it's just funny. She, like, points it at her. There's also this line in this scene where Casey's asking Franny, like, what flavor are you eating? And then Franny tells her and then she goes, are you sure it's not chocolate bitch? Or something like like something like that. But it was just so it was like such a silly mint mint chocolate bitch. Yeah, mint. it was mint chocolate bitch. And there was another one like she said two puns. This was a hard scene to watch. Calvin marches post basketball game right up to Michael, who is on the world's largest Bluetooth headset and tells him that he's cheated on him. And Michael says, I got to call you back, mom, and Mm -hmm. hangs up on his mom. And Michael is kind of not okay with it, but immediately accepts it. And he's like, well, we never talked about being exclusive and I've had worse things happen to me in relationships. So why don't we take time and then we'll talk about it the next night when they were going to have dinner. Yeah. He's not phased. He handles it so well. I'm like, how, how? Like in a way it's like, wait, do you not care about Calvin? Right. There's like no emotion behind it. Like even if you weren't exclusive with someone and you heard that they had been with someone else, I feel like just natural human emotion would make you upset. Yeah. Yeah, like, at least, like, a little disappointed. Yeah, he seems truly unfazed, too, which is the crazy part. Um, I mean, initially, he just has taken a little bit of back, but then, like, he received the information really well. So we see Casey and Ashley on a stakeout, and Ashley is on a um, walkie-talkie peering through the window watching Franny And it might be Betsy, but it's one of the sisters painting their toenails, which confused because didn't Franny just go get her nails done? I don't know. And Casey is up in Franny's room, peeking all around, trying to find something to get dirt on her. And she's talking to Ashley through the walkie talkie. All Casey is finding is a pack of stolen protein bars from the kitchen. And 
Ashley's like, perfect, perfect. Get out of there. Casey's like, that's not enough. We steal stuff all the time. We have all the Pop-Tarts in our room. So Casey starts looking through Franny's drawers and Ashley is telling her you have to get out quickly. You know, they're moving. They only did one coat. And then we see Casey find this, like, it looks like a scrapbook. Mm-hmm. And she tucks it under her arm and she walks quickly out of Franny's room. And a cassette tape. <laughs> yes, a cassette tape. Yeah. Franny has this massive walk-in closet. It's crazy how big it is. Yeah, I was not. Uh, we're about to talk about where this goes, but for some reason I was imagining it would be much darker than what it, it ends up yeah. being. It was kind of anticlimactic, not going to lie. So Rusty's on a date with one of the speed, his second speed date. And she's like, oh, I'm really shy. So I was nervous about this. I just don't meet guys like my friends do. And he's like, I like shy. And like, I know. And that's when they look up at their waitress taking their order. And their waitress at the the espresso farm is, in fact, Jen K. I gasped. I I was not expecting this. I wasn't either. I did not realize she came back. And she makes eye contact with Rusty and immediately drops the tray of ice water into his lap. He deserves it for other things. Maybe nothing he's done in this episode, but. She's helping him clean off for whatever reason. It was kind of weird. Like he gets up and goes over to her and she's helping him wipe. Yeah. Why do they need to go do it in private? I feel like that was also like a callback to remember she does that like on one of their first dates or something. Oh, does she? Oh, I didn't remember. I remember like when she's giving him the crush basket and they're at Dobbler's and she spills the drink and he's like actually so mean to her there. Oh, right, her. right. Oh God, Rusty. Bring that back. But I think I think that's what they were doing with that is like, that's like her character trait. Is, like, oh, she- they definitely were. She's quirky. She's klutzy. They bring a lot of stuff back about their relationship during this episode. So she realizes like, oh my gosh, you're on a date. She's very apologetic. And he asks about her boyfriend and she says that they broke up. Uh, and then he com- she comes over to take their order. And Rusty's date is like, do you guys know one another? And they're so weird about it. And Jen says, yes, we used to date. But, you know, he's a great guy. You should give him a chance. She's like, he broke up with me. Like, I felt like she was trying to up his clout for this girl. I know. It was weird. And he was happy about that. Like yeah. you could tell he looked like proud of that. It was yeah, kinda... and the date was kind of like more interested. Yeah. She all of a sudden wasn't so shy anymore. <laughs> Boy. And so then the next scene, we are back at ZBZ in the foyer and Ashley and Casey are passing out these flyers that are exposing Franny as a liar because she lied about being in the band and about being Miss Teen Indiana. I guess she said she was a cheerleader and that she was Miss Indi- Miss Teen Indiana, but really she was Miss Turnup and she played the clarinet. She was Miss Turnup runner-up. Oof. Miss Turnup congeniality. <laughs> what is Miss Turnup? Like farmer pageant? Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. That's what it sounds like. So they're really, you know, they're mudslinging now. And then we see Calvin and Rusty are playing just like a low key game of beer pong in the KT backyard. And Rusty is going on and on and on about the state and how there just was no spark. And seeing Jen K made him realize that there was no spark with this girl. 
And that's when Calvin gives the worst advice Calvin has ever given. He says, well, why don't you just ask Jen K out again? Um, Calvin, do we not remember how this went the first time? Yeah, it's also so soon. It's only been six months. Yeah, and she kind of burned his life to the ground. So like, maybe we don't. Um, and <laughs> but remember, he did try and go get back with her. Yeah, he did. And she shut him down. I don't know. This guy has no shame. So Rusty's like, oh, do you really think I should? And Calvin says, I don't know. I mean, I've been thinking about the past too. Obviously, we know he's talking about Heath. And he says, I'll tell you to Rusty whether or not you should go out with Jen K again if you tell me if I should break up with Michael. Like, what? They're so different. These these, should not be compared in the same... You this know. guy um, wants to break up with Michael so badly. Like, it's like, it's crazy. Also, I love that they are still referring to her as Jen K. I know. Oh, yeah. They were never in the sorority with the multiple Jens. Like, we can just call her Jen. So then Cappy comes up and he's like, oh, yeah, beer pong. And realizes that they're playing with water for practice. And as Heath is coming up, Cappy says, no, no, leave. There's no beer here. And uh, Heath walks away, but we see Calvin's face looking at him longingly. He's down bad for Heath. So Casey walks into ZBZ. This made me cackle. And Franny is putting on a show (laughs) to a foyer full of ZBZs. She's playing the clarinet. Rebecca's standing there watching her. Everyone's like full attention on her playing the clarinet. And after she finishes her song, Franny says that she's used to dealing with bullies because she had to deal with a lot of them in high school. And Rebecca tells Casey that Franny told everyone that she used the clarinet to console her when her parents (laughs) got divorced. Casey's like, they got divorced when she was three. Rebecca clearly doesn't like Franny either. Rebecca doesn't like Franny. She's not buying it, but she's been hurt by Casey. Yeah, and she's like, her whole thing is like politics and relationships are different for her. Exactly. And at this point, Franny's playing it better. Yeah, Casey asked Rebecca, are you buying this? And she said, no, but at least Franny didn't sleep with my boyfriend. Okay, fair. And Casey says, you know, I didn't. I didn't sleep with Cappy, but then she finally does admit to the kiss. Yeah, and she's like, you had technically just broken up. And Rebecca's like not hot on either of these ideas. Yeah, but she does, Casey does apologize. She's mm-hmm. like, I am really yeah. sorry. And she said, I'm telling you the truth. You know, and the truth is I did that. And then I'm also really genuinely sorry. And as this scene is ending, Franny's just still playing the clarinet. <laughs> still going. Yeah, she's pretty good. She's not bad. I mean, as far as clarinet playing can go. So now we're in Max's room and he's showing Casey the constellations that he put on his ceiling with those like glow stars um, that match exactly what's in the sky above, which does change as the world turns. So anyway... Who worked for NASA now, Max? And he's like, what's going on, Casey? Like, I see those wheels turning. Also, I love that Max's bed frame is the plastic that Dale and Rusty burned through during that, like, whatever 
that week was. Um, I just love that little touch. But anyway, so she's like talking about the election and how it's not going so well and like how she's digging up things from Franny's past. And then we Max is like, well, I wouldn't want people to know what I was doing in high school. And she was like, let me guess you're playing World of Warcraft during lunch alone. And he's like shocked. (laughs) (laughs) He cannot believe she clocked this. Um, And she's like, yeah, Rusty did the exact same thing. I forget what prompts this, but she realizes that her ticket to the presidency is that she knows that Franny ratted out Rebecca. And so she's like, I got to go. Like, this is a bombshell. This is what's going to like turn the tides. But I don't remember what prompted that. I don't either. I think it was might have just been Max saying something like, oh, like we all have like pasts or something or secrets. It was very random. I didn't write that down either. Yeah, I didn't even realize. I actually, I like missed that. And then when she does reveal it later, I was like shocked. Like I didn't, I totally missed that there was like a moment where she had that thought. It must've been pretty subtle. Yeah, I don't think she says it explicitly, but like something reminds her and it's like kind of clear what she's thinking. Right. Yeah, maybe it's something about, I know Max does mention like he used to play some sort of character in World of Warcraft. Maybe it was like a reference to that. I yeah, think he's talking about that and like playing against Rusty or whatever. Yeah, maybe it was, maybe that's a little, I don't know if that's what did it, but something, I think at the end of the scene, she does have that thought. Yeah, she does. So she says, I have to go edit my speech. So now Rusty and Jen Kay are on a date. They're back at the Mexican restaurant, the very same Mexican restaurant where he shouted, I love you over the mariachi band. And they're reminiscing on old times. And Jen says, I'm glad you called. And he says, I've been thinking about you lately, like walking to class, falling asleep together. Ick, 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 ick. And then it like gets awkward again. They like kind of run out of things to talk about after they stop reminiscing. And she goes, I'm glad you called again. And that the scene ends and it's clearly like, oh, like what's going on here? They were really mean about, like they were catching up about like Dale and stuff. And they were really mean about Jen's roommate having to leave school because her agoraphobia got so bad. Also, she was like, remember my agoraphobic roommate? It's like, the it's the same year. What do you mean remember? It was remember Vesuvius. Like, guys, it's been a handful of weeks. I know. I mean, for us, maybe we need to be reminded because it's been (laughs) so long, but come on. (laughs) Yeah. Now Calvin shows up at Michelle's place um, and he has like this whole spread of takeout and he is like, put it all out nice on his apartment. And Calvin says he doesn't want any of the food he wants to break up. He says, we're too different. You want to eat Moroccan food and watch Patti Lapone musicals. And I want to like watch hockey or whatever. And eat burgers. And eat burgers. Yeah. Okay. Like as if two people with those interests can't exist. Can't have, can't have a relationship. Yeah. Like you just don't like him. Yeah. And now Michelle does this like weird thing where he's like, you don't know what you want. You're only 18. Like, this is normal. Like, you really, you, like, you don't get that this is like really good and you should want this. 
And I, I know we've like sung this song before, but the 2518 difference is still so weird. Yeah. Um, the fact that Michael says, how can you know who you are when you're 18? Um, he doesn't. That's why you shouldn't date teenagers. And that's why you should let him break up with you. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, you don't realize that he starts gaslighting him. And he says, you don't realize how good this is. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, he even it's says, like, so you're making a mistake. Yeah, that's yeah. what he says as Calvin's leaving. Ultimate gaslighting move. It's like, what you just did, like, that was a mistake. You don't know what you're doing. You're going to regret that. But also, he gaslights him into thinking that's what a, a like, long-term serious relationship is. He's yeah. like, he's like, this is your first serious relationship. Like, you just don't know. This is what, this is a good relationship. You don't understand. Yeah, he knows. Also, I just can't, I'm sorry. I cannot get over the fact that he says, how can you know who you are when you're only 18? He doesn't. Yeah. That's the issue. Exactly. Why do you want to be with somebody who hasn't figured out who they are? Yeah. And Calvin says that. He's like, well, that's kind of an unavoidable theme between us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The Netflix save screen, the new girl shot just came up and Michelle is staring at me. Oh my God. <gasps> So Calvin leaves. It's final. They're done. Now um, we are at election night at the ZBZ house and Franny is giving her speech and she's like really honing in on the Omega Chi partnership and just like being like, we're going to hang out with these guys and I'm not raising dues, which like, is that the president's decision? I'm not totally sure. Now it's Casey's turn. And she says the difference between her and her opponent is that she learns from her mistakes and Franny doesn't. So why do we want somebody who was removed from office and is still doing the same thing? And then she wraps it up by saying, oh, and I wouldn't rat anybody out to nationals the way Franny did to Rebecca during Greek week. And everybody is like up in arms. Like they react so severely, everyone, every single girl in the crowd. Well, because the speech is, like, going so well. It's all about uniting the chapter and how, like, she, you know, would move the chapter forward. She's, like, very much, like, talking about being a president for everyone. And then she drops that bomb at the end. And so then Ashley stands up on a chair and she's like, guys, calm down. We have to stop fighting for the sisterhood. And it's very, like, rah-rah sisters and the girls do stop. And so then everybody goes to vote. Um, and now it's Laura who's announcing the winners. Yeah. <laughs> of course. She delights in this. They said that like Ivy the, is the accountant. She has an internship with PricewaterhouseCoopers, which isn't that the, the firm that does like the Oscars or something? Oh, oh I didn't know that. I think they count the ballots. Oh my God. Love. It was just so, it was like so random. I thought, I thought it was, Laura was going to say it was her. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh, she would. She'd be like, and it's a default to Laura. Betsy won social chair. Love that for her. She's stoked. And now that's off Ashley's plate. And then she announces who wins president. And it's by a, one vote, right? By one vote. I think so. Yeah. It's by one vote and it is. Ashley Howard. A few things here. One, well, okay. So we find out that Rebecca says third party write-ins because we're thinking she wasn't nominated and she's saying 
third party write-in, we decided the chapter needed a fresh perspective. That is a huge undertaking for somebody who did not sign up to run for that role and was saying that social chair was a little too much for her. Right. And she wanted to break and she was excited not to be social chair. And now she's president. And can she not turn it down? Like, it doesn't seem like she wants it. She doesn't look happy. Casey is obviously so upset. Brandy's annoyed. And Ashley just is like looking at Casey and she's like, I had nothing to do with this. And it's just like, it's really like, obviously I think Ashley would be a great president, but you have to really want that. I think it's also one of those things that it was so clear then that like the chapter didn't want those, like didn't want Franny or Casey that it's almost like, I feel like I have to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Bex is out here being, you know, ZBZ's electoral college. (laughs) Really, she really is like she's making <laughs> these calls. Yes, she's deciding the fate of our country, CBZ. <laughs> United States of Zeta Beta Zeta. So Rusty and Jen K are in Jen K's dorm. They're back from their date, and they're having like a very spicy makeout session. Like it's spicier than normal for this show, I would say. And as they're making out, Rusty spots the frame Greek exposed article in her dorm. And he points it out and Jen is like, oh, I thought we were past that. I thought that's why you called. And he's like, don't you miss it? The Greek system. And she says no. And she's actually surprised that he stuck with it because he seems like an outsider. And that's kind of like why they connected in that comment clearly fucks him up like he does not want to be seen differently than his brothers he sees himself as greek through and through he really is his own cock block like damn that boy's working against himself um and he's like maybe you just don't know me as well as you thought and then he's like i guess this wasn't a good idea and he gets up and he starts to leave and she stops him and says wait don't call me (laughs) i love that she's like yeah, just don't call me. It's it's play mama. Yeah. So good. I loved that. It's just so clear they're such different people. Like Yeah, didn't... and she's also like, this is bullshit, which it is. Like, yeah. okay, but like what did you think? She all of a sudden was going to have not written that article. Yes. He did. Yes. Well, yeah. you can't change can't change the past, Rusty. Now Evan is consoling Franny and he says you can still leave the house, which is, I mean, coming from him, like pretty true. Everybody thought that he was leading the Omega Kai's as pledge mm-hmm. educator. So, I mean, that's fair. I don't know why you would want to, if you're not in that position, but I think she's just power hungry. So I guess she'll try. Right. I foresee her not letting this go. Yeah. She kind of just like looks off to the side, like, hmm. Mm-hmm city over here so Rebecca knocks on Casey's door and she's like go away she's softly crying and she's like this wasn't personal it was politics Casey's saying I had so many great ideas for this chapter and she's like did you because I didn't hear any of that all I heard was how you were trying to seem like a better person than Franny and you didn't really campaign for yourself Um, which is true. They just got caught up in being petty. Um, And then Ashley walks in and Casey congratulates her. And it's obviously sad. 
And again, just like a huge undertaking for someone who wasn't trying to have this job because she still doesn't look happy about it. But Ashley is one to rise to the occasion. So and hopefully like Casey will get on board and like help her out. Yeah, exactly. Go straight the presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, so, who was that president's wife who like was basically running the oh White House? Edith Wilson. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson's Woodrow wife. Woodrow Wilson. That's a great rest stop on um, the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> the oh Woodrow God. Wilson stop. I've never checked that out. Yeah, next time you're there. So now Rusty, Calvin, and Cappy are on the KT roof just chilling with the bros. Um, and Rusty's telling them how he's putting Jen K up on a pedestal and he realizes like they are just not meant to be. And he's glad he went back because now he knows she's not the one. I mean, okay, fine, fair. And Calvin tells them he broke up with Michelle and he says he feels relieved, but he also can't help thinking he just broke up with his soulmate. Unlikely. Seems I'm unlikely. Deeply- I'm deeply confused by this. You didn't like him. You didn't like him. You had no common interests. You didn't enjoy spending time with him. You actively, I think, actually tried not to spend time with him. Yeah. You didn't like the things he said, the things he was interested in. You cheated on him. Yeah. (laughs) The list goes on. Thinking about your ex. Confirmed not soulmates. Yeah, like, I think we know that that's not the case. And Cappy says, well, the thing about soulmates is you can always go back to your soulmate. That's what makes them your soulmate. Clearly thinking of Casey. He's a little softy. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. It's like the subtext there is like Casey, Casey, Casey. Yeah, mm-hmm. Casey, Casey. And he says he's off to his eighth speed date. Um, and he falls off the roof trying to run to it and he lands in the bounce castle and he says thank god we didn't return this the bounce castle from the unformal that they had last episode and that's the sode it was a good one that was actually a really good one yeah a lot happened yeah it was a good one it, there was a lot that happened it was really plot heavy plot mm-hmm. heavy text heavy a lot of like there was a lot of dialogue winner i don't want to say rebecca again because i said her last time so i'm gonna go with ashley i mean she's the literal winner i i'm excited to see how she takes on this challenge i know it's not what she wanted but i'm sure she'll be great yeah my winner is rebecca so I'll, and I, I don't think i gave it to her last week so you know i just think she she did what was best she did. She didn't was- let pettiness get in the way, even though a lot of it was the Cappy cheating thing. Right. But I think if she honestly thought Casey was going to like be what was right, she probably would have voted for her. Yeah. Cause she was still empathetic towards her at the end. Like she's yeah. not like mad and like icing her out. No, no. I think, I think she like had some foresight. It was good. I'm going to say, because I don't think we ever see her again, Jen K, because she really set a boundary with Rusty at the end. She was like, yeah. you know what? don't call me like this. This is it. Healthy boundary setting. We love. Yeah. And she gave him a chance, you know, and she also, I think, handled the seeing him on a date like very well. Yeah, she did. So composed and like so polite and also tried to like amp him up, which she certainly did not need to do. Yeah, seriously, please don't. I think she's a lot more mature than we or Rusty gave her credit for in the beginning. Like, I think she. Yeah. 
clearly is very dedicated to her journalistic endeavors and she also was ready to give it a shot with Rusty but she was also ready to call it because I feel like had she not said that it would have been one of those things where Rusty just like pops back up into her life every few months or years yeah yeah and you can see she's evolved in this episode like even her style has changed like she seems more like stylish she's like she looks adorable yeah really good okay I mean I feel like we all might have the same loser oh who's yours Casey yeah she's a literal loser and it wasn't a great showing for her it was a bad it was a bad episode for Casey maybe we don't all have the same loser though no Casey definitely was a loser for sure for some reason for me though Casey like this was definitely not her at her best but I still think like for me it's Michael like really his gaslighting and also the whole like that whole scene I was like what I hated that scene I'm gonna go with Calvin not because like I wanted him to break up with Michael obviously but like the whole maybe that was my soulmate thing at the end really got me. And I just feel like Calvin is in a place of like not yeah. knowing himself. He's very lost. He I doesn't know if he wants to lost. He's so easily manipulated. He is definitely like, I think the most lost character right now. Right now for sure. Yeah. He's like making Rusty look like solid. I know. Yeah. At least Rusty made a decision and stood by it. Right. I know he's just Oof. really waffling. I'm I hope he I know he will pull himself out of it, but stop taking advice from Evan would be maybe the first thing I did. Advice from everyone. Like even I feel like Michael gaslighting him was probably what led him to the yes. soulmate comment because he was probably so second guessing himself now. Well he just you know what? He's in a place of second guessing. Like he's second guessing every decision he makes and he wants other people to make them for him yeah yeah like I wouldn't say like a quid pro quo um approach to decision making with you and your friends is like really something right. that somebody who's like in a healthy mindset does right no. your life choice it's like it's like when you're in therapy like the therapist can't tell you what to do or they shouldn't tell you what to do it's like they should pretty much just give you the tools to make your own decision yeah Well, that was a great episode. And don't forget to turn your balance. Thanks for joining us on this fun romp down memory lane. XOXO.